And if you are a fan going in thinking it's going to be a good movie, you're going to be disappointed because this yes. movie sucked. So it had. It okay, had, that's a bit harsh. That's no, a bit harsh. It sucked, dude. Like, that's it a had, bit harsh, though. Thank you for downloading and listening to West Box Score. I'm Alex Gonzalez, joined once again by my two best homies in all the sports world and the world in general, man. Sonny and Mono, Donald Paz, D-Bot. What's up, dudes? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, brother? What's up, Vax bros? Yeah. We, hey, man. <laughs> we're going to be hugging and, and dabbing, hey. dude. It's, we're, we're all fully vaccinated, right? Yep. I was the last one to join the, uh, the trio to get that final seal of approval on Friday. I mean, I don't know if we want to flex our our, our shots, but I think uh, we're te- we got sorted into uh, the Moderna house, right? You and I, Sonny? No, I, I got Pfizer. Oh, that's right. So yeah, I got all so three of us are repping here. different 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 uh different uh different crews if you will exactly so, <laughs> yeah so i mean D-Bot, we have our how own you, chant over here how, how you, you know? feeling with the j and j bro <laughs> yeah d-bot with the j and j right i'm <laughs> feeling good feeling good uh one and done uh, that's <laughs> what i like so uh i can't complain um i know they, they it's funny because i got it the weekend before the announcement that they were gonna pull it and yeah uh, i was kind of like oh man Hey, in, um, I knew nothing was going to happen fashion, to me. One and done. There you go. I know. I knew nothing was going to happen to me, though. I kind of felt good. You know? <laughs> no, but that's good. See, then the J, I think uh, the three of us were like, oh, we'd rather get the J and J because it's one and done, less hassle. But then, like, that news comes out, like, oh, it's a little suspect there. Yeah. But you're going to be fine, man. You're not in We're that not demo back, that's in so. danger. Kind of like, eh, all right. <laughs> We're see, all for everybody out there who's listening, see, we each represent one <laughs> faction. It's not bad, guys. Go grab it. uh, Vaccines for life. That's right. And I don't know about you guys, but I love my new mutant abilities. (laughs) I feel like I can see the future. Right now, I see us talking baseball, diamond, Dodgers, Padre series. Must see baseball, right, guys? This is like, I mean, as we talked about last week, Justin Turner said it's like, uh, what, 16 or 15 World Series games a year for whenever the Padres and Dodgers meet up. And man, this past four game set, it, it took years off my life, dude. It is <laughs> it was it was infuriating. It was thrilling. It was it lived up to the hype, right? Like a playoff game atmosphere. I don't know if it's necessarily World Series esque, but it's up there. It's definitely NLCS worthy because these are obviously division rivals and Man, you know what? In all this hype about how crazy the the Padres Dodgers series is, because it's seven games now, right? And the Padres have taken four out of seven, so they technically would have won an NLCS, right? I mean, yeah. if this really was an NLC playoff series, so it's it's annoying because the Padres are going to get that shine right now. But it's also, man, recognize who the World Series champs are. Can you please put some respect <laughs> on the reigning? defending World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers. Sonny, what's up? I I think actually on the contrary, I think the fact that it is a big deal is by by default because of the respect the Dodgers are given around the league Mm -hmm. as like, oh, you're not just beating or going toe-to-toe with, you know, just anybody. You're going toe-to-toe with the defending World Series champs who have been dominating the NL for the last few years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, 
okay, you're for real. You're starting to show you're, you, the Padres, <laughs> are for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're able to hang with that squad. And to the point where, like, you're not just, like, some annoying little brother. Like, it's like, oh, no, you're, you're standing on your own two <laughs> feet. Yeah. And we're all here to see it. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Let's yeah. see it. So I don't think it's disrespect to the Dodgers. I know you, Alex, <laughs> the, the, the hater in you feels like, you know, what about us? Pay attention to us. But it's not about that. It's about the Padres matching up to the level of the Dodgers. So take it as a compliment is what I'm saying. You realize y'all. that's the inferiority complex that the Dodgers have had since getting so close, but not getting to the mountaintop, right? Like yeah. so close, but never getting there. And now we're finally here. And all everybody's talking about is Slam Diego. I mean, I recently bought MLB The Show 21. <laughs> Okay, the cover guy is Fernando Tatis Jr. Makes total sense that the hype video is Slam uh, by Onyx, and it's great. It shows all of the grand slams that Fernando Tatis Jr. is hitting. And it's like, you realize, though, they lost the NLDS. Like, what what is all this? What uh, is all this? Get out of here. What is all this? Listen to me. Listen to me. Griffey didn't win one World Series. (laughs) Did that matter that he was the face of baseball and the coolest thing around? No. No. So right, get right. out of here with that crap, dude. Like, <laughs> I want some goddamn respect. Come like, on. Nobody wants to see some swaggerless <laughs> Dodgers on the cover of MLB. Like, I don't, I'm not going to buy that game. You put Justin Turner on the cover of MLB 2K or whatever it is. Like Mookie, maybe. Okay, I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, Mookie but, would. But that, anybody that, else, like, oh, Just pounding that chest. Pounding that chest yeah. after an amazing catch. That's <laughs> what like, I want. That's oh, what I, I want see, that cover. I see this is the diet version of MLB 2K. <laughs> <laughs> MLB, MLB The Show 21 Light. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the free version. Yeah, man. Uh, D-Bob, uh, what, what, uh, what were your thoughts on these seven-game series, right? But these past four games at Dodger Stadium, what, did you, what, did, what was your big takeaway? Um, I mean, this last series definitely made me think, like... Um, I'm very convinced that like San Diego is San Diego and they're going to they're going to be here especially if they keep this team together they're mm-hmm. going to be a problem you know mm-hmm. um that game yesterday uh was a was a big blow to the ego and um you know down what Dodgers were up 6 runs 7, seven one. One. one yeah 6 runs yeah and yeah it felt like after that Chris Taylor um what was it? A uh, uh, three-run home run. Uh, right. It felt like it was. They were. It was pretty much there. That was it. Like I was like, okay, then they're gonna coast it from here. And no, man, the bullpen just blew it. And man, it just made me think like that was a frustrating way to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was. It's crazy, but in a way, it's kind of interesting seeing how uh, the Padres reacted, which was like we were not gonna quit, and they didn't, and they actually came through. But. Yeah. I mean, I'm loving the series overall. I'm looking forward to it now. Um, and I just think it's it's it makes for good baseball. I'm seeing MLB Twitter really like be focused on this series. It's crazy to see how all of MLB, you know, Twitter and everyone on Reddit be like, yo, Dodgers, Padres must watch. Like yeah. you know, and I don't think I don't I can't recall when the Dodgers were a focal point like this in the league. Um mm. it's even though they won the title and everything, um I think past couple of seasons everybody knew like okay they 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 usually tend to own the nl and that's the case and that was it but um right now it just looks like because there is a rivalry and because tatis does what he did when he when he trolled bauer you know well deserved troll you know that that's what makes it great and i'm seeing all these posts about the unwritten rules being more (laughs) unwritten now you know so it's crazy but i like it man i think it's it's i'm hoping 
that this is like the turning point of baseball being fun, like fun again, where, where, where it gets that buzz that it deserves because it's a great sport to watch. But I get that people do feel like hey, it's a little it could be a tad boring to watch if you don't get it. So, well, especially um, in the months of April. You know, you normally yeah. aren't like super hyped like this no. for just a regular series. But just opening opening day and that's it. And then it just the the the, the hype dies out and then yeah. that's it. Yeah. So it's insane to see that we're like what it's still in the first fourth of the of the season and it's it's this in, it's, it's this exciting and you know it makes for great podcasting and all this stuff. So it's mm-hmm. awesome. I, I, and it makes for great stupid video lanes like the one that that dude sent out about, oh, Tatis looking back at the catcher, bro. Oh, oh yeah. John Boy Media, here, like calling him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speak, on that, but, speak on that because Bill Plasky wrote an article saying that Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. got caught stealing signs just similarly to the Houston Astros of 2017. No, no that's, the, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yes, Bill Plasky has never played Little League Baseball ever. And he's like, has it been that long? I know Bill's it's old. It's been a long time Bill's for Plasky. Columns. I love Bill's columns mostly, but no, come on. This is not the same as, this is the same as a pitcher tipping pitches. If you're worried about the opposing player Mm-hmm. peeking over then you as a catcher need to do a better job to come up with with ways to hide your signs and your placement or that's why catchers have delayed um stances you know they'll wait one two three after the batter has already kind of peaked and you can tell that the batter is no longer yeah. looking down that you're like okay now i'm gonna move my position they teach you i mean you play baseball long enough i, I was fortunate to do, to do it these are things that are mm-hmm. taught you know, right. and so that's why to me it's like, oh, come on. These, the people that are making videos like this are people that clearly have never played the sport before <laughs> or have been out of touch with the sport or people that are eating that shit up. That's why to me it's comical. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with this. So you shit, think it man. was like, done just to steer the pot at this point? Like, course, that's why this guy, of course. Like, and I love the way he prefaces this by saying, I'm a big fan of Tetis Jr. fanboy. Nobody loves him more than me. But he looks like he's stealing a sign down here. He looks down at the ground and speaking at the catcher. And it's just like, well, that's really grasping because even if you do know what's coming, right. you still got to hit it once it gets there yeah. and do something yeah. with it. And he, Tati Jr. sent it over the wall. That's incredible skill, man. And the dude is doing it with one shoulder. Yeah. That's true. You know what exactly. I mean? Like this, yeah. like, like this is what's unreal about it. And, and not only that, it'd be different if he did that like once in the whole series. Tatis hit five bombs in this right. series. Let's no, speak on did. that. You five bombs like, in this series. Three, uh, uh, one home run in each, uh, two home runs in the first two games, another home run in the third game. The first sh- shortstop ever to do that in three consecutive games at Dodger Stadium. That's amazing. Not to mention, he hit two home runs on the same day. His, his daddy did it. dad did and at Dodger Trevor, Stadium. When we, when we talk about his daddy, we ain't talking about Trevor Bauer. We're talking about <laughs> his actual daddy, <laughs> <laughs> Fernando Tatis Sr., who did it yes. off of Chanho Park, although that was more impressive because he had two grand slams in the yes. same inning off of the same goddamn pitcher. That, <laughs> and Chanho Park was no slouch, no, dude. No. He could pitch. And I remember uh, watching that game when it happened. Uh, and man. it's just like, man, to, to know that your son, X amount of years later, was going to do it again in the same stadium. You right. know, I mean, not two grand slams, but two home runs on the same day yeah. and the anniversary of that date. Man, DNA, you just can't dude. write it any better, dude. It's yeah. like, yeah, Tatis, uh, it was great, especially that part in the in the third game where they cut to a scene out of Star Wars. And I think it was like, oh, 
<laughs> Tranquilo, hijo, power. <laughs> see, and that, and that's why this is more must-see TV, these personalities that were, that yeah. were seen on display, right? Like, D-Bot, you were saying the baseball is fun again, you know, and that's... It's they're with social media they're allowing themselves to like poke fun at each other. Yeah. But my God, Bauer is yeah. needs I mean I was gonna say it's funny that the whole conspiracy thing with um with Tatis happens to be uh, at the game where he's being uh, pitched by Bauer, which kind of makes me think like this this would be like Bauer's kind of lane of doing some sort of QAnon spin to it of like <laughs> but you know? how stupid of you Bauer <laughs> to to feed into that shit yeah. by saying, you know, if you want to know what pitch, just let <laughs> let your daddy know. Blah, blah, blah. Wait, wait a minute, time out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we two weeks removed from your ass being called out for using some sticky substance? <laughs> it's a page out like, of our, our last president, dude, shit. knowing how to egg it on and, and oh my God. keep it going. Fuck you know? that guy, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> but what else would you expect from somebody like Bauer? Of course you dub- double down on some bullshit like that, right? Like, he's just not a good Twitter, Twitter uh, trash talker. He's just not. However... Let me give the man some credit because I did agree with one thing he said in that post game. And that was in the presser, right? Yes, where he said, and it wasn't using his Twitter fingers, it was straight out to the media, where right. he said, any pitcher who has a problem with a player celebrating a home run is soft. And I maintained that forever, and I agree. You know, pitchers should be able to fist pump, throw arrows, whatever, Absolutely. throw swords, whatever they're doing when the they sword, get a big yeah. out. And and batters should be able to cover their eyes to be like, oh, yeah, try pitching to us with one eye now, motherfucker. You know, and that yeah. whole thing while they're trotting the bases because they just went deep. Or how about the Connor walk, yeah. walk that Trevor Bauer did while he was in Cincinnati once? So it's like, dude. He's I done that at Dodger Stadium, too. He's and I agree with Trevor too. Bauer. I agree with Trevor Bauer in that sense when he said that. I appreciated that. As oh, far as all the other shit that he does, fuck that guy. <laughs> it's so weird because I feel like Trevor Bauer should be my favorite player because I agree with his mentality on on the game of baseball, right? Let players have fun out there. Yeah. But when he comes to trash talking on Twitter, it's like, man, you are so cringe, dude. Like, yeah. this, I don't know if this is my boy, bro. I don't That's know. your boy, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I got to do the head turn. Like, I don't know about sure. that, bro. Oh, man, but that's (laughs) Dodger baseball is exciting to watch right now, man. This is is must-see baseball. And even Bauer on the mound because he backs it up on the mound. On the mound, He's pitching well. He's pitching pitching really well. well. And it's one of those, the the one win the Dodgers had was against when Bauer got the start. So it just shows you. That and it was it, well, actually, it was Snell 2.0 all over again. I mean, the Padres pulled like, <laughs> that is very true. Man. <laughs> I mean, Dodgers, how much credit did we give Bauer for that win and Snell for the Christ. loss? Even Dave yeah. Roberts kind of was asked about it after the game, and he had to kind of chuckle about it. Like, yeah, there were some similarities to the <laughs> World Series game in this game. Yeah, <laughs> once again, Snell's That's the best crazy. player in the Dodgers. Man, yeah. our daughter, Snell, the Padres manager, coach, Snell's manager is the best. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, man, I will but, correct D-Bot in saying this though. About the Dodgers not being a draw, I think they were a draw, just not like how they are today. Because mm. it became no clockwork for, for neutral fans to tune in in October to watch the Dodgers to see if they were going to choke again or persevere. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, that's true. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. you get what I mean. Where it was yeah, like, yeah. oh shit, like yeah. are they going to choke again? There was or that Kershaw story time? for the longest about him not being able to overcome 
And yeah, that was like yeah. the draw, I guess. Yeah, you could say that. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So how's Kershaw gonna choke this time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes here comes a sixth inning. Here comes the Kershaw collapse inning. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but I would like to think that we, you know, help soften the Dodgers a little bit well, for the yes. Padres. To We're take so advantage. excited about Do- a Dodgers Padres series that we are forgetting about last week's big bet between the Seattle Mariners and Dodgers. The bet between Sunny. Myself and Dbot, we all bet Sunny. We both of us beat bet Sunny that the Dodgers would take two from the Mariners. That did not happen because um, the Mariners showed up, man, with some good pitching, really yeah, good both, pitching both, both days, both days for both. I mean, both teams brought it both days. It was it, that was also an unexpectedly entertaining two games set mm-hmm. that was yeah. close at all times. Um, but yeah, I was happy to get the dub and more importantly, get the, get the, 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 yeah. the investments or the cha-chings into my Venmo account and stuff like that. Shout out to D-Bot. And, I, I yeah. love the way you send, you send the, the, your Venmo profile scan, this, uh, your QR code to D-Bot. Like, oh, hey, hey, D-Bot, here you go. Just yeah. in case, just in case. <laughs> and you don't got some, that. There were some shenanigans that were forwarded my way, by the way, uh, via Dis- WBS Discord uh-huh. of some, some trolls up in there talking some ish. <laughs> Dude, about, they're waiting uh, for you, you man. Know, when, they want you when, to clap back in there, dude. Yeah, they don't want this smoke. <laughs> hey, to, to quote my boy DMX RIP, you think this is a game? You think this is a game? Like, nah, you don't want me up in there because I'm going to... I'm. Shout out to Alex and Donald. I don't know how they're left standing sometimes after our Dodger debates, you know, stuff like that. But you don't want me to type all day, man. Like that. <laughs> Shout out to Billy Delgado, Big Money Matt Paz out there on the Discord, holding it down, man, keeping it active. We love you both, man. You guys keep yeah. it active. Nah, and it's all they're good. calling out Sonny, dude. Uh, I think uh, Billy Delgado's coming for you, man. It's when you all show love. up, it's all for love, sure, man. it is absolutely. Because as we'll talk about later, he got some. So he got some smack talk for me on the Mortal Kombat movie, which we'll talk about toward the Ooh, end of this episode, oh, man. Yeah, I, I thought can't that wait was hilarious. To get into that. I can't all right, wait man. To get into but that. so, are your Seattle Mariners still the AL West leading? You know, you Seattle would think Mariners. so, except the A's went around and messed around and won thirteen, <laughs> 13 games straight, in a row. Man. Wow. And it's like, how can you compete with that? So I think at at the time of this recording, we are one game back of first place of the AL West. We split our series with the East AL East division leading Boston Red Sox over four games. So, you know, I will say I'm happy that we held our own against both the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Um, So that's promising. Again, do I still think we have like pretender-itis? Absolutely. But, but I'm enjoying the ride as, as long as I can. Hey, man, you know? you're at the big boy table. Come on and eat, dude. For now, for now while I can get in, I'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, this might be a temporary <laughs> membership here, but I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How are those angels doing down there in the uh, the big A? They are hovering right at, at about 500. Correct me if I'm wrong, D-Bot. I think they might be 10 and 10 or 9 and 11. 10 uh, and I thought they got a win over the Astros without Mike Trout in the lineup. And it's like, how the hell did they win without Mike Trout? Isn't he their whole heart and soul of their team? Like, <laughs> yeah. they just only go so far as without Mike Trout. And I saw uh, Shohei Atani was out there in the outfield. So I'm like, damn, dude, they're put, they're getting their money's worth from this guy right here. They can spend dude, all that money. They were going to put him out there. He's been beasting this yeah. season, by the way. He's like having a career year. Nice. Thus far. So this is why baseball is like just yeah. crazy, man. It's like, we're not even talking about, I mean, this is what happens to Trout anyways. Yeah. We never talk about that dude just because the Angels don't live up to his hype. Yeah. Right. But um, 
we're not even talking about the career year that he's having because of all the shit, the hoopla that's going on with Tatis, the Dodgers, and all this mm-hmm. entertainment. It's like we're we're forgetting like some of these other you know major players. But yeah, it's fun, man. It's I think fun. with baseball, like um, they I think this is why I I, I now understand more uh, um why they split the the awards to be NL and AL. Because there's so much good stuff that happens in that that you can't just say like it's all Tatis MLB. Like I think Tatis right. is definitely killing it for the NL. And I would say, I mean, so far, I think Otani's been pretty impressive for the AL, you know. But yeah. then Mike Trout's always good too. But yeah, like, you know, like you said, like he wasn't there in that game with the Astros and they still won it. It's pretty impressive. Like so, yeah. Yeah, but uh it's it's been fun, man. Baseball's been been something special so far. So what, uh, I mean, baseball is always fun in the playoffs. And now that it's the regular season, it's fun right now. But they got to let these players, man, do their thing and give us more excitement like this. Cover those eyes, man. Let fist yep. pump, sword, walk McGregor walk off just like they do on the hardwood, man. And speaking of the hardwood, how are Los, are Los Angeles Lakers doing right now, Sonny? Oh man, D-Bot's gonna help me out here. But D-Bot, it's, it's been, D-Bot uh, you've been assigned the Lakers. Uh, yeah, yeah, you had the assignment this weekend because there was a lot of action going. Because you drew on the this short straw on this one. <laughs> yeah, no, and honestly, I, I, I was able to watch. Um, I was able to actually watch those back-to-back Mavericks games. Um, they weren't really back-to-back in terms of like day after, but they did play the Mavericks Saturday and they played them last Thursday, and they lost to both, um, both games. But, um. Right now, currently, they're trailing uh, the Orlando Magic in the third quarter, uh, 54 to 58, down by four. Um, really, like I think I said it last week, the rotations is really the big part of this whole thing. Because I realized once come once playoffs start and you go into playoffs, um, you got to have your good five starters. And then you need at least three guys that are going to come in and are going to be able to like uh, complement the starters whenever the starters need a break. And um, this last game with the Mavericks, they were up. I believe, uh, I believe they were up 12 points at the half, mm. which was really impressive. They were clicking. It was amazing seeing how they were. Um, they did. They were doing this trap defense towards Luka Doncic, like they were making him uncomfortable. I mean, he Luka ended up getting a technical because he got pissed mm. at the ref because the ref wasn't calling anything <laughs> on him, um, and he was getting like beat up by the Lakers. But they were trapping him. They were sending two guys, and it was yeah. making him uncomfortable. And they did a great job trapping him. And they had this great trap defense where. They were shifting properly, and you know how it is. It's all about rhythm. So they were on rhythm, and then they would get the ball back, and then in transition, they would just be making their buckets, 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 couple threes by Kuz, couple threes. You know, Schroeder started shooting threes and made them, and it was insane. I was like, wow, the the, the Lakers are clicking, ADs in it, he's doing his thing. Um, him and Drummond, like, being so big, like, rebounds left and right by them. It was just, you could tell, there was just this different. And in the second half, it all fell apart. Mm. They weren't making any shots. The trap mm. defense thing, the Daver- the Mavericks figured out how to like break out of that. So then the da- uh, Mavericks were able to like kick out and get their shots in. And it was just getting uncomfortable for the Lakers and they just didn't know. And then come fourth quarter, they completely fell apart. They only scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. Dallas Mavericks scored 29. So they basically sealed the game by that point. But yeah, it was really bad seeing how the the, the Lakers, looking as good as they were in the first half, didn't make any sort of adjustments in the second half, and yet the Mavericks did. Luka Dantich figured out like how to you know get the double team, but still be able to kick it out. And yeah, and then the Lakers just weren't getting anything in. The only thing that I was taking away from, which I know a lot of uh, NBA um, Lakers Twitter was going crazy of, 
is that Montrezl Harrell got zero minutes and DMP uh, coach's decision. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting seeing him sit on the bench first quarter, second quarter. And you're just kind of like, all right, is he going to suit up? I mean, is he going to come in? I should say he was suited up. Um, he was in his warm ups, and it was just kind of like, okay, never got, came in at all. And yeah, he never did. And then we never saw him. I think that probably would help, but I don't know what happened. I don't know if there was something personal. We don't know. But for the most part, it just feels like, um, or was he hurt and didn't, you know, they didn't want to uh, disclose anything. But it just felt weird um, given that you had to put Gasol out there and Drummond out there. And, you know, I feel like because Gasol has his moments, but he's not, he's not enough. And I, I would, I'd rather trust Harold more. But again, surprised they did not play him. And, um, yeah, it is weird. I don't know, but I feel like with the little games that are left, um, I'm hoping that uh, LeBron could come back because I, I think at this point we're really we're really doing this thing where we're, we really we really need him. So was there any wild speculation on Lakers Twitter as to why Harold wasn't in the game at all? Mm, I didn't I didn't read a, I didn't read anything. Um, mm. I know that they asked uh, Marcus Saul like, hey, like what's going on with the center rotations? And his answer was just like, Oh, I don't know. That's like that's not my like, call. Not my call. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> not my call. Right? Um, so right I don't on. know what it is. Like I, I felt I I got to only watch half of that game because there was an, another assignment that I was on that Ooh, evening. Yes, you uh, were. That we'll get to in a bit. But uh, I felt like it was more because I started thinking about it, and Montrez has pretty much played every single game this season. In 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 the midst of us not having like our full squad, he's kind of had to carry a lot of the minutes. Um, I felt like it was maybe more intentional, uh, an opportunity for for Vogel to kind of give him rest and give the other players a chance to kind of acclimate with AD, especially Drummond, you know, somebody who hasn't played with AD like that in the Lakers system, whereas Montrez already has played with AD prior to AD's injury. So I think he already knows what it, what it's about, what it's like to, you know, to work off of them. So I felt like the way I read it was Vogel was just kind of experimenting here and trying to find a way to give the minutes to AD. AD, given his his comeback from the injury, Drummond incorporating him and then Gas- keeping Gasol checked in because we are going to need him at some point for some pivotal game in the playoffs, mm. whether it be a five-minute stretch run or something like that. And so you got to keep him engaged, right? Like where mm-hmm. he feels like, all right, I still have a role to play here. Yeah. So I think, I don't think there's too much to read in this with Montrez, okay. but we'll see to be determined. I am reading right now on Yahoo Sports. Um, they asked Vogel about this and he said, quote, keeping all three centers sharp. Um, you've got two in a back-to-back <laughs> situation with Dallas, which were the two Dallas games, and giving each guy a look and seeing how those guys look up, look in this matchup. Hey, I'm a fr- I'm a free agent for the NBA out there that wants that's looking for a new head coach. In case I, <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't read any of this shit. I was just reading the season as a fan yeah. as a whole and just thinking that's the only explanation I could have for Montrez. Yeah, and they said that Montrez has played 59 games, so it's a lot. You know what I mean? So it makes sense that that makes sense. And yeah, I think for as much as I am not a huge fan of how Gasol's been looking this season, I mean. At the same time, this is the coach's call to at least, you know, make it worth that he needs to at least get something going. And I think if you don't give him the reps, then he'll never get never get sharper, I guess, as Vocal would like to say. 
Come yeah, at so me I- at Discord again. Come at me. <laughs> See what happens. So- <laughs> <laughs> Calling out the, what did the Discord guys do to you, man? Come on. Sonny's got his clipboard out with the X's and O's right That's here. Right. He's going to get the Lakers on the right track. You know what else is going to help get the Lakers on the right track? LeBron James. Yes. When he, yeah. I mean, once the boss shows back up, you know they're going to get in line out there on the, on the line, on the field, man, on the court. <laughs> well, depending who you ask, you know, because some people think LeBron James is the devil. And he used to not play basketball anymore. Let's not get into the Aubrey Hoffman nonsense that it's on Twitter, man. Some of that nonsense. I'm telling you, Twitter is a cesspool of hate. Stay off of it if you can. Discord. Discord's a fun place. Oh, yeah. Get on there. Oh, yeah. It's fun. We're all having a good time. Yeah. Join our Discord. Until, well, until you... Uh, Get on there, Sonny, and then it's going to be an, another cesspool of hate. <laughs> but you know what was a, a loving atmosphere? And it was Staples Center back with fans, man. I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to be able to go to Staples Center for the Kings-Ducks game. Man, over a year in the making, fans back at Staples Center. It was nice, man. It was really, it was it was so great to be inside Staples Center for a Kings game, seeing a bunch of Kings fans walking up to Staples Center with their Kings sweaters on, just like old times, obviously. You notice right because I like to get there early. I'm one, of, I'm one of the fans. I like to see warm-ups happen. So I, if I'm going to a game and I'm paying that high ticket price, I want to get there early. I want to see my, my team warm up. I want to see what they look like during warm-ups. I get a sense <laughs> for the whole game. I'm getting my money's worth. So... I show up and it's early, obviously, not a few, not a lot of fans, but also I notice almost 50, 50 employees and fans. I'm like, oh, oh okay, people are going to show up, right? <laughs> like this, you did sell tickets for this game, right? So and then, you know, a lot of things stand out to me as I as I'm there. Like, OK, I was beforehand. I had to go do the COVID test because I'm I'm not fully vaccinated, quote unquote. It's not two weeks after my second vac- vaccination shot. Thanks a lot, uh, Fauci. You got to wait those two weeks. That was, those are your <laughs> rules, playing by them. So I had to supply a negative COVID test, got all that, show that in there, get in there. That's one of the only venues where you have to show this, right? Because it's indoors, makes total sense. I get in there. Yeah, you they, have did to that, get... they did that in Jacksonville, right? For the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure they did. Of course they did. <laughs> and they also so- socially distanced by six feet. Absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. it's an indoor arena. You have to. Um, so, yeah, the same thing at Staples Center. Six feet. There's nobody sitting next to you. Like, there's a, there's there, the next person who's next to you is, like, a row, two rows down and, like, off, like, a couple seats away. And you have to keep your mask on the entire time, even when you're in your seat. No food or drink at your seat. So, one of my favorite traditions at a Kings game is to enjoy a nice hot chocolate while watching the Kings game. I know I'm cheesy, but it's cold on the ice and you want the hot chocolate to keep you warm. You can only drink so many beers during the, during the hockey game, man. So that was one of my big downsides to it. Also, I realized as I was walking the concourse, no Bailey, no uh, no Kings mascot walking around. So that was disappointing. I like mm. to see his dumb hijinks as he's walking around <laughs> yeah. the concourse. Also, a, a plus from that, the concourse of Staples Center, really empty. You can get all around Staples Center in like less than five minutes because usually wow. you have to navigate through people. Oh, that's right. So that was really cool. Yeah. And because there was no food uh, inside your seats, they had food trucks outside, right? And Star Plaza. So that was really cool. During intermission, me and the missus enjoyed some chicken tenders and french fries, which I freaking nice. love at Staples Center, <laughs> nice. man. That's, that's my go-to meal <laughs> when I go upstairs to the smoke, uh, what that smokes... Uh, the smokehouse up there that they have up on the patio. That's a good place to go get uh, chicken tenders. And like they have the 
beef briskets and all that too. It's really good stuff. Oh man, there. you're making me hungry right Damn, now. Damn, dude, I'm, I love I love me Staples Center, man. Yeah. I've been there way too many times, dude. <laughs> so it was just great to be out there. And the Kings played a great game. It was actually a good. They actually looked good on the ice for once. Mind you, they were playing the Ducks, so the Ducks are in last place. It's still rivalry. So, still rivalry. Still, oh, it, it traffic on ice. You know that <laughs> trademark by Westbox Score oh, here. Oh my god. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. Um, and, oh, man. So, at one point, on our side of the ring, we were right behind the net. Drew Doughty sacrificed himself. Wide open net. Ducks player goes to take a shot. Henry goes to take a shot. And Doughty jumps in front of the wide open net and blocks the shot, man. Wow. I ju- This is toward the end of the second period. I jumped up, started clapping. And I, I, that's, like, it's equivalent to scoring a goal. You save the goal, Doughty. Yeah. So I can't. I can no longer talk shit on Dowdy. I don't want him traded yeah, anymore. I was gonna say, did, He's wanting did he me turn over. around to you and say, you know, weren't, weren't you thanking me for my service already? <laughs> <laughs> I, I already had him future endeavored. I was gonna send him his hockey jerseys in the trash bag back to uh, back to London, Ontario, Canada. Man, well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you had a, a good man, time. A great time, time at that Kings game. So I, I, I did some research, you know, because because you and I both attended you know, a, a live event right. soon after that Kings game. And I did some research because I, I had a similar experience that I felt very safe. And I went online. I was like, man, how are they pulling this off? And apparently, internally, everybody is calling all the stadiums and being like, yo, we're initiating the Dignity Health Protocols, Dignity Health Complex Protocols. So be prepared for not that many fans, mm-hmm. you know, social distancing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. They got some tips from the Galaxy <laughs> I said this shit. I can't even keep it going because I. I mean, <laughs> are you getting face. your lessons wish, from? Are you getting your jokes from Trevor Bauer now the, at this I point? I wish the <laughs> folks listening to this could see the actual Zoom footage footage of <laughs> Alex's face <laughs> as I'm saying this. So Just I that continue. Kevin Hart. But uh, but no, in all seriousness, yes, you also enjoyed a live sporting event. Yes, Sunny. I did. Yes, I did. Where did I you went, go? I, Saturday, I went to the still named. Bank of California Stadium, as I found out when I pulled up, and I was like, "Oh, okay, we're still ro- rocking with this." Um, my wife. I thought they and I, stopped payment on their check. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> "I thought they cashed that check already." <laughs> um, yeah, my wife and I went Saturday to catch LAFC host the Seattle Sounders. Wow, and you that's know a that's good match. That's kind of like a, our, I guess I would say our second rivalry. You know, yeah, because could, we've faced that. them twice in the playoffs, and they've knocked us out twice in those playoffs um <laughs> well, doesn't sound like much of a rivalry then well you know at least we've 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 met them but yeah we we have success against them in the regular season so it, it feels mm-hmm. like you know and that's where I, it really matters exactly so exactly <laughs> um th- i mean that's what galaxy fans tell us is we beat okay them in the playoffs. here we go here we go <laughs> but anyways um you know what i, I didn't know what to expect honestly i was hella yeah. nervous like I had just gotten the vax the day before, um, and you didn't have any complications from the second vax. Oh, I I did actually. Oh. I woke up. I woke up like if somebody was beating me, you know, with a bat uh, over the head. Like oh, my head headache. was yes. pounding, man. Um, and it did not look like promise. It did not look promising. It did not look like we were going to be going to this game. But luckily, you know, the wisdom of my wife. She was like, take a Tylenol, extra Tylenol strength. And right. I popped yeah. one in, had a little breakfast, popped one in. And about 30 minutes later, poof, gone. Nice. Gone. Awesome. I still felt a little bit of aches here and there, um, more fatigued than anything else. But I was good. That wasn't going to stop me. <laughs> nope. You know, so 
<laughs> uh, I had no fever, nothing like that, you know, no temperature. So you had to get out there with your 3222s. That's right. That's right. <laughs> 3252 motherfucker. Oh my bad. I forgot they added 30 more. <laughs> um so yeah, we we went and what's crazy is, you know, they didn't because of the way they they're doing this. I, I'm a, as I've mentioned on this yeah. podcast before. What was a, it like? I'm a season ticket holder. So I'm supposed to have tickets to every single game, mm-hmm. but I was not part of the group that was chosen for the first game, which was the home opener uh, against Austin FC, the new club. Right. The the week before, but I was selected to attend this game and they sat me as close as they possibly could to my seats. So I actually sat two sections over to the, about three sections over to the left, still in the same row, row A, um, which was cool. You know, I appreciated that because you get used to you know that that's that life that view that lifestyle that first row lifestyle that's right. yeah. it, it is a different experience <laughs> let me tell you man when you ain't got fucking idiots sitting in front of you standing up randomly and shit like that like it's it's different. I know this sounds very privileged, but you know, I, I work hard that, for that shit. I work hard. How for that, that other shit. half lives, I can only imagine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. You know. Get that money. Um, I feel you. Go so, for it. So yeah, it was. We felt safe, man. It was it was cool. They did a really good job about keeping everybody behind you, to the left of you, to the right of you, right. separated. And like you said, with the Staples Center, the concourse was like I went. To, I had to go to the restroom once during the game, and mm-hmm. I didn't encounter but maybe one person. You know, oh, really? as I was now, mind you, I didn't go at halftime because I'm sure that's when everybody went. Right, right. But right. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a pleasant experience outside of the actual game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was kind of weird, but good to be back in a setting like that. Did you get any concession while you were? There? No, no, no. We <laughs> so so Baker California allows you to bring in a sealed mm. or two sealed bottle waters, bottle waters, yeah, uh, which we did. And we we have our own routines where we eat before and after the game at certain yeah. spots in LA, um, so that we we stuck to that where we ate in our car for some of these these spots. Shout out to Chewy's out in downtown LA <laughs> um, and and places like that. So so we planned it that way. Not to say that I wouldn't have felt safe because it's all cashless anyways, but. Yeah. Um, but no, we didn't eat or grab any concessions. It was literally go watch the game, use the bathroom once. And let's roll. What was the atmosphere like inside there? Did it still, even though there's less fans, it still feels full, right? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because of the 3252. Obviously, the 3252 is not fully there. But there's still, they had been designated in this game as, um, they were able to stand shoulder to shoulder. Because in order to be there, you had to be fully vaccinated. Mm. So that was dubbed the fully vaccinated section right and therefore that's why you had dudes literally standing right next to each other Mm -hmm. even if it was a limited capacity of what they usually are um but they were still making all that noise and all that chatter which um because it's an emptier stadium us being audio geeks it reverberated more Mm -hmm. throughout you know as opposed to 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 feeling a little more deadened or or mixed in with all the other ambiance that the crowd usually makes it actually hit louder because there were less people in the stadium. Nice. But so it was it was kind of interesting because you could hear the constant chants, but you could also occasionally hear Bob Bradley shout at somebody or nice. the players shouting at each other, you know, and yeah. it was like, damn, this is kind of dope. 
Like I wish all the games were like this. Yeah, yeah right. It's it's a weird vibe because now you're kind of spoiled for seating wise, right? right? Like I'm now I don't want somebody all up on fighting for the armrest with me at the next game I go to. Like I kind of like that that person, the closest person's like six feet away, too yeah. far away, and so also the the lines are a lot shorter. Concession. Well, you went when it was not at halftime. I went at halftime to the to the Galaxy game, okay. and there there was no the lines were not long. The li- there was no line. There was no yeah. line at all right at halftime. And and the parking even wasn't wasn't hard to get in and out of, right? No, no not at like, all. I mean, I'm sure in Carson they never have that issue, but in downtown right. LA, you know, <laughs> all right. in downtown LA where it's very dense. Um, no, it, it wasn't I mean, there was some traffic co- coming into the game, you know, especially on Martin Luther King Boulevard there. Mm-hmm. That that place is that that part of the city is always jam-packed. Right. Um, especially when there's a game. Um, that was the only real bit of traffic that we faced, but nothing like it is when it's pre-pandemic, you know, or and, fully open. And it's also interesting you touched on the sounds of the game. The thing with Staples Center and the LA Kings and Ducks game, uh, they were playing a crowd noise track throughout the entire game, which I was that annoying, super distracting, yeah, super freaking distracting. Like, what are you guys doing? I was trying to get a chance to kill that noise. Kill that noise. No, look, there's not enough fans in there. Like, it was a one-person chant. It was just me. You should have started, fuck Jake Paul. Fuck Jake Paul. <laughs> I think that was, there was a, at a different venue. Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. I thought that was like a whole stadium wide. Oh, yeah, that was super distracting. And it wasn't, it was supposed to be crowd ambient, but it sounded like a white noise. So it didn't even sound like crowd ambient. And it, also, it's very low, very subtle, but there. And I find it super annoying because I know it's there and I'm trying to drown it out with my own cheers and yeah. yells and stuff. But it's just, and I'm trying to yell and heckle the goaltender for Anaheim, and I'm having to yell through my mask and over fake crowd noise. <laughs> That's why my voice was so hoarse for the next couple of days. I was trying to yell over it, yeah. and it was just super annoying, man. But uh, I did like hearing the the sticks on the ice, hearing the coaches and the players, because you could still hear that over that crowd noise. I'm like, yeah, yeah this is this is great. Like, we're well, you're in the first row. I was like row 25 uh, of of the 100 level stable center, but I could still hear everything clearly well and because also because it's a closed stadium so right you know. and it's just so it was just so cool to see a game that way and so i don't know um lafc how did they do against seattle well they ended up drawing one one in that game as donald will have you will remind you right donald um <laughs> yes the uh yes there was a one one uh lafc draw um lafc scored the first goal in the second minute at Twesta. Yep, and free kick. Free kick. Yeah, it, I did it almost it. was was going to be like the quickest goal I've ever witnessed live because it, it damn near was a penalty. I mean, it damn near was a goal. Yeah, the way the play was building up, and then it ended up being the second minute because of the lapse time for people to set up their free kick and stuff like that. So yeah, I did see yeah. that, and it was kind of an interesting one because it was just one of those where you know Seattle just over. They jumped too high. <laughs> and, uh, well, they, they was, it was smart. It was calculated. Atuesta knew that, you know, what walls do is mostly they yeah. jump they jump up yeah. thinking they got a header to deflect the ball. And Atuesta put it right underneath them. Yeah, it was insane. Oh, wow. Insane. Yeah. And then uh, Seattle came back second half, Brad Smith in the 54th minute. So it was interesting. Um, but yeah, I think overall, I watched a little bit of the game. I think I saw the second half, which is when Seattle came back. And uh, yeah, I... Not sure what your takeaways are being there live or what you felt with the team. To me, it just felt like um, two teams that kind of know each other really well. Definitely, it was coach versus coach. Um, so, yeah. 
I was pleased with the result, considering that we didn't have our two best players yet again, you know, back-to-back weeks again, except for those 20 minutes with Vela, which, by the way, I feel like we owe Bob Bradley an apology now because it turns out that that injury that Vela sustained was bad enough to where he had to miss this game. So, you know, it actually was not embarrassing then. Either that or Vela's doing Bob Bradley a solid and just saying, hey, so you don't look as bad, just sit me out this game. But I doubt he would do that against a team like Seattle. Seattle, yeah, you need to Um, be in there. So, yeah, unfortunately, when I got there, you know, I was expecting, I knew that Diego Rossi was questionable. But then when I read that Vela was also questionable, I said, ah, they're probably just playing it up that way. And then, nope, he actually did not dress up at all. So, a little bit cause for concern there, but given that we were missing our two best players and our attacking players against a team like Seattle, who were missing, I think Jordan Morris was the only player they were missing, but he's not their best player. They still had Rui Diaz and Roldon, and you know they, they had their squad. So for yeah. us to, to take care of it and not lose at home, I felt good about. Um, and it was, it was still an entertaining game. You know, there, was, there were opportunities for both teams throughout. So... The LFC employed a very youthful lineup in the second half, which was very interesting to see. Um, and you could see some kids who just aren't ready yet, but then you could see others that was like, oh, that, that kid's going to be nice, you know? Yeah. So that, that was something else to, to experience also live. So not like your galaxy though. Damn. Well, D-Bot. How did our LA Galaxy fare on Sunday? I was there for it, but tell us what happened on on the field first. Um, so the Galaxy won against the uh, New York Red Bulls, uh, three to two. Um, hat trick by Javier Hernandez. <laughs> um, chi, charito, and- chi chi charito, yeah. chi charito, chi chi charito. And then uh, New York Red Bulls scored um, Andrew Gutman in the 26th minute and Christian Caceres ah. in the 63rd minute. Hey, can somebody tell Chicharito to give that celebration back to Griezmann immediately, though? Because if he's going to do it, you got to have swag. You can't do this whole goofy shit that he was doing oh, out there. Man. With the... <laughs> this dude so, was like, man. Griezmann gave him a, a fist bump on Twitter, by the way, for that. Well, of course, he's representing him out here in the States. What, <laughs> what do you expect? I was going to screenshot that, that to you guys and say, Griezmann to Galaxy confirmed. Of course, of course. <laughs> 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 but I mean, Chicharito is just feeling it, man. He's happy, right? Like, dude, three a, ha- a actual Chicharito hat trick for once, right? Yeah. An actual one, in, one that in, actually counts, dude. In true Chicharito fashion, too. This the 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 type of goals that he was scoring were like the 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 what is it? The working man's goals, like the ones <laughs> that they don't look pretty. They're not, mm-hmm. but they're effective. Like they, he just finds I, a nose for the ball and they they go in. You know, that's would, vintage uh, Chicharito. I would uh I would have to disagree with you, man. That third one was a pretty goal. That one I was actually that was on my side of the field when he scored it, and him jumping in the air to kick that ball in was freaking nice. Yeah, that was the, the nicest of the three for sure. Yeah, especially you, to, to cap off the hat trick. Like that's the way you cap it off. Like, man, that that was nice. That was epic, man. I mean this was the first time me going as to a Galaxy game as a fan because I went a long time ago and I was working, so I was half paying attention to that game. So my first time as a fan for uh, seeing the Galaxy score a goal and as a Chicharito hat trick. Those were the goals because last year when I went, 
they were shut out by Vancouver. <laughs> and that was a tough one. I yeah. mean, I remember leaving that game, and I've said this to you guys. I got to come to uh, five more of these games. <laughs> like, I have to watch this team five more times in person. Yeah. Like, I don't mind watching them on TV because I could, you know, drink my sorrows away. We're not going to pay $15 for some more beers to drink these <laughs> sorrows away, man. So it's like, man, this Galaxy team looked good. They 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 looked impressive. However, I, I'm i going to have to rain on this parade, D-Bot. They didn't look like they're the top of the table team right now. That's Because as we sit right now, Undefeated, yeah. right? Two two yeah. wins, six points yeah. on top of the table right oh, now. So, but so you're saying they got Marineritis. They might. <laughs> they might. They, might, they yeah. might because I saw a lot of bad passes out there, a lot of miscommunication. It's like, okay, are they going to hold on to win this game? Yeah. It looked sketchy there toward the end, Diva, yeah. especially yeah. when they added 10 minutes of extra time. 10 minutes, yeah. And uh, then you could tell even Chicharito got up and was like – um well, like you were there at the game, but on camera, they zoomed to him when it was already past the 10 minute mark. And he's like yelling at the ref to just blow the whistle already because he's like, stop the count, stop, stop the count. The count. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, um, New York was getting in. They were getting in. And, you know, there was a, a almost a questionable uh, penalty that wasn't called. Um, and it was insane. Um, but yeah, the Galaxy were pretty much falling apart at that point. And I think that, yeah. like, um, comparing it to the last week's game, um, I was talking to some some Galaxy people online and, you know, doing the match, like the match chat thing. And um, I was saying, I think what the difference between last game and this game is that last game was against Inter-Miami. You had David Beckham. I, Dom, Tom Brady was there. Like, you know, it's that whole former Galaxy player thing. There was like a bit of like kind of like, you know, media marketing hype behind it. And I think that's why they were playing a little bit more because they knew and also... They were in in Florida, which, you know, there was fans everywhere there. There was no restrictions. So I think the energy was just different, you know. And I think they come here, it's New York, and then, like, it's, you know, the energy's as best as it could be based on the restrictions. And then, like, um, yeah, I did see that, too, that they weren't playing the best. And then when the subs came in towards the end, um, it felt weird to me seeing the subs come in and then they're shifting guys to positions they normally wouldn't play. And it's kind of like... Obviously, they have to now do that, but it just felt like there was a bit of like when 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 Jonathan dos Santos, you know, uh, went down and then they subbed him out, and then Chicharito also got subbed out because he looked already like he was drained. Um, it just felt like two subs that you threw in just because of like emergency, like they need to get out now, you know, but not because they were like, oh, good game, like come out and you know here, like it was more like you know they pulled them and then you're shifting the rest of the lineup around, and then that's I think that's what messed it up towards the end for them, so. Yeah, like they needed reinforcements, right? They need some fresh legs out there to hold on to this lead. Yeah. And the shifting around, I think, helped uh, Orajo because I think those two goals that were given up by sloppy defense was on Orajo's side, right? Like, yeah. I, that first one, definitely, because I saw that one happen. Like, oh, man, what are you doing? That's miscommunication. Yeah. Uh, looking for help when you yeah. really need to take care yeah. of that ball yourself. And so that gives up a goal. And I didn't see on the other side, but apparently he it, it was another miscommunication by him. Yeah. But he looked better when he was on the wing. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the other part was uh, Sebastian Legette being suspended for two games. So. Right. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> Sebastian Legette. We didn't get your thoughts, D-Bot, on Sebastian Legette's comments there. What What did you think? You think the suspension's warranted? Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. surprised they didn't do it from the from the beginning. Um, you know, I would have done like three games, you know, but... Um, oh, shit. Just because I think, you know... What he did was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I, I the dude speaks. He's Argentinian. Like he speaks Spanish. Like he knows what this all means, and he knows the cultural impact of it. 
it was, I mean, but I get it. Like he wanted to create content for whatever, you know, his content stuff, which is, again, a, a, a downfall for any player and stuff. But again, it's just ridiculous. So I, I just thought it, it definitely warrants it. And I, I don't know. I'm like indifferent about it to legit anyway. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whether he's there or not. I don't if think... he was a better player, we'd probably yeah, give him a pass. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. We have to make an example on somebody. Let's make an example on a legit. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> no, but I agree with you, Devon. I feel like he, we had to. There had to be some kind of suspension, obviously, because we we need to clean up the, the yeah. culture. My right? only thing is, I'm Absolutely. surprised that MLS didn't do it at the beginning to make it look Sooner, like right. it was the rightful. It almost felt like the fact that they did it now it made it look like they kind of had a change of heart and like, oh, maybe we should, you know. It's almost like, oh, so you were going to let them slide, pretty much, is what you're saying. But mm. you probably, some PR person probably talked to you and you're like, okay, yeah, it's not too late to still, you know, come down on him or something. It, it just felt Dude, it's still COVID times. People are working out of the office. You have some time to get paperwork to clear, man. That's why I got delayed <laughs> a week. <laughs> still got to, the it was going to come down eventually. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, it was so great as, uh, once again, I was there. And I'm sure you got this from people, Sonny, as well, when you were at the game for LAFC. Like the workers, like ticket people and stuff, like just, oh, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you so much for being here. And it's like, man, man, thank you for being here, right? Yeah. Like. But yeah. it's just it's just a great feeling to be out there again with people and especially workers like stadium employees like that because you know they they probably, they weren't it's working of, during it's part this of time. their livelihood yeah absolutely yeah it's like man I'm I'm glad that I could be out here it still felt weird I will say that at times you know where it was like you know my wife and I had to look at each other like damn are we really out here like this right. like you know but uh, we mind you we wouldn't have done it if we both weren't vaxxed. yes um. And so, again, not to speak against anti-vaxxers, but that's just how, uh, you know, serious we happen to take it. And uh, I will say this last thing about about Chicharito and his form right now, to misquote the great uh, Rick James being played by Dave Chappelle, confidence is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what that boy is kind of operating on right now. And it, and it shows yeah, you know where he's able to power by Herbalife to, to bro. score and make that like you can you can see it. He feels confident, and that's what leads to opportunities. And he's putting them away. Yeah. You know that that's crazy to see. Well, it speaks to the off season him doing that work, right? Like we've Debot and I have said, he's all on Instagram now, like working out, running in the hills and stuff like that. I'm eating this, I'm eating right, and it's obviously. He's motivated, right? Who knows what's causing the motivation, you know, wanting to redeem the galaxy, him wanting to get out there on the single life scene again. Who knows? Who knows what's <laughs> causing the redemption? But like I was saying, I get there early, right? So I see warm-ups happen. I see them out there training. And I was noticing in Chicharito's group, he's like the first one running like in the sprints. Like he's like the first one getting to the lines all the time. And like, man, this guy is uh, in some good shape. Like that, I'm glad, I'm happy for him. Like it's very motivating to see him redeem himself like because you know last season we and i said this and i he didn't look right he looked a little chubby and i it takes one to know one and i realized <laughs> i re, i recognize my thick boy he's thick like me and like that something ain't right Chicha. you gotta get out there so he's starting to take that herbalite and he's getting <laughs> he's cutting back on the bud light seltzer one bud light seltzer a day bro i know it's low calorie but there's still <laughs> calories in there bro you gotta you gotta cut them so I'm glad Chicha's uh, <laughs> back in form. But yes, the confidence is a hell of a drug, Sonny, for sure. Real quick, I just wanted to mention, so match day three, which is what we call it in soccer, 
um, coming <laughs> in up football. This, in football. Yeah, exactly. World Association football um, coming up. LAFC versus the Houston Dynamo. Um, that's going to be played on Saturday at 12.30 p.m. That should be a win for LAFC, I believe. You guys are finally leaving the bank, right? Hard to say, man. Yeah, it's on the road. It's hard to say because it's still too early. You know, mm-hmm. I've always maintained early MLS seasons. I mean, although you always want to get off to a hot start, it's right. it's a mixed bag. All these teams are regrouping, reassessing, and putting out what they think was going to work. And then they have to start making adjustments. So My experience we'll is that the Dynamo, like... um tend to just be the ones that kill it for you when it comes to uh playoff uh like chances like when you're the team that like you got to just beat the dynamo and then you 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 get into the playoffs <laughs> yeah, they tend exactly. to be the, the ones that, yeah they spoil it for yeah, you the, yeah the dynamo play play the role of that's, spoilers that's very my well. thing so yeah i think we're projecting our own uh galaxy woes here <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so the la galaxy are actually going to be playing the seattle sounders um Uh-oh. sunday at 6 p.m uh, and this is what I attest, Yvonne. This is our first real test yeah, for our galaxy, right? Because that's what I was alluding to earlier. They're playing at Seattle. So that's why this is going to be a big test for our galaxy, right? Like, they, they beat a Miami team who could be good, could not be yeah. good. They beat a New York Red Bulls team that could be good, not be so good. But this is our first real test against a contender. Yeah. So this is what we'll find out. This is Are they legit? Are they going to... How is Chiche going to do when he doesn't score goals now? Yeah. Like, is he going to keep that confidence for the next match? Because I don't know if he could score on that Seattle defense. I, I hope he does because uh, current check of the golden boot race after two weeks. That's right. Chicha number one with five <laughs> goals in the golden boot race. Where's uh, How many goals does Bella have? Hey, you can't score if you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> just th- just remember that me- I'm pointing to my forehead so, here like the meme. <laughs> just think about it. <laughs> that that's right. You, you got to play you got to play games to uh, you got to play matches to score goals and exactly. so Bella, are you saying Vela's conceding the golden Bella boot and wants MVP? a challenge so you said Chicharito I'll give you a little head start. That's so nice of him. That's so funny of him. Rossi, this is about like an internal struggle. And Rossi was like, you know what? Goddamn, I'm the golden boat reigning champ too. Let me let me give him a head start too then. Oh, man. And so here we are. Give the, give the little kid a head start. Huh? Give the little chick exactly. a head start. All exactly. right. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see. It's a long season, boys. It is a long season. And it was a long Saturday night for you, right, Sonny? You were at LAFC. Yes, it was. And then what happened Saturday night? I raced home after we grabbed that obligatory dinner uh, that I said as part of our tradition after the LAFC game. And I was cutting and weaving through through the freeway <laughs> just to get home in time for some of the pr- some tasty prelim action. For UFC, baby, for the main event. Back in front of a live crowd, 15,000 strong in Florida, where the Rona no longer exists. <laughs> Man, that card. Yeah. That card. That, that card, dude. Let me just go on record to say I don't pay for all cards, you know, UFC, but I do, I have in my lifetime subscribed to quite a bit. This is up there as one of the top three, top five cards that I've ever witnessed. It was that good. Alex, I can't wait to get your thoughts, D-Bot. I don't know if you were able to tune in to any of the matches. Um, yeah, like this card had everything, man. And it 
And it was done early and I was still satisfied. Normally when they're done early, you're like, what the fuck? You know, like that, that's it. Nope. There was none of that feeling here. Cause even the prelims, shout out to rude boy. <laughs> Jax. That, that, that was the fight that got, it was perfect that that one was the last fight before the main event, I believe started. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that one just to me set the table. For what was to come, and boy, did it deliver! So, Man, what, what, so what those, did y'all those think? prelims were even good, huh? That that featured prelim got oh, you yeah, got man. you set up for the main card. Oh yeah, oh man. So I I I was able to watch everything after we ever having. I was having technical difficulties <laughs> from on my ESPN Plus app, but I, like you were said, everything wrapped up so quickly that I was able to watch everything on delay and kind of know everything happened, but still see it. <laughs> And still be entertained by it because obviously the internet is full of spoilers. Yeah. And and man, that Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crute uh uh fight was nuts. Crute is a beast for yeah. trying to fight one-legged against Anthony Lionheart Smith. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, that's not a guy you want to be one leg one limbed with. Yeah. Any limb, especially your base. And he still wanted to go out there and scrap. I that I love that. He killed dude, his knees. I- I felt bad for that dude because you could tell he wanted it bad and it was it just couldn't happen. And I'm glad the ref, you know, called it or I guess it was the um, it wasn't the ref that called it. It was the doctor mm-hmm. that actually called it as, as he tried to take two steps towards the dock. He uh, he stumbled and he and he walked as though somebody who's never walked on hills or anything like that, you know, would walk and uh and it was it was crazy, man. And that was the first fight of the night of the main card, that is, of the main event. So um yeah, but and then after that, and after that, there was more leg action. Right. There was more leg action, right? Deepot, did you see what happened next? I well the but the leg action was Uriah Hall, right? Like Uriah <laughs> Hall versus Chris Weidman. And how ironic was it poetic. That- Right? That Chris Weidman, the same thing that he did, well, not saying that he did it to Anderson Silva, but what? that happened when he leg kicked, leg checked Anderson Silva's kick and it wraps around Weidman's leg, happened when he goes to kick Uriah Hall's leg the same exact way, rubber bands it. As somebody who takes pride in calf workout day, let me just tell you. <laughs> That he absolutely did it to Chris Weidman's leg because those calves weren't playing. You know, you better come correct if you're going to kick my calves or legs or else you're going to get a broken ankle there. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, the, the poetry of it, the fact that Uriah Hall, first of all, was the last fighter that Anderson Silva ever fought. Okay, keep mm. that in mind. Mm. The fact that basically what started the decline for Anderson Silva was his horrific injury on a similar type move, like you said, when he attempted to kick Chris Weidman and the same exact thing happened. And now here we are, X amount of years later, Weidman is fighting that same Uriah Hall that that finished out the career of Anderson Silva and he tries to kick him and boom, the same thing. Fight was over and what? 20 seconds? 30 seconds? 17 seconds. seconds. Uriah Hall did not throw one single strike. Neither of them did. (laughs) No, I think Wyman threw some jabs. Are you sure? Did he? No, I I think think he he threw some jabs. I could have sworn he did. I know he goes for the kick and the last kick (laughs) that he's going to (laughs) throw. But isn't that so, uh, just so crazy how the MMA gods work this way? Yeah, Yeah, that was crazy. 
Ah, oh, that's insane. And that, those were the first two non-title fights. The yep. rest of the way, title fights, right, D-Bot? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, the rest of were three title fights, uh, women, two women's, and obviously Usman at the end. Um, I did start, I actually started watching it from the Shevchenko and on, not because it was like a title thing. I just, for some reason, I just happened to tune in and that's what I was, what was, what was on. That's because that's when the Laker game. Had yeah, finally yeah, ended. exactly. And that's yeah, true. <laughs> that's when the Laker game. And also when you see them already losing, you're like, ah, okay, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> you know, like at this point, I already know what I'm going to say on the pod. <laughs> so I got to beat the traffic out of my, out of my living room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I did watch the Shevchenko versus Andrade fight, um, which was really good. I mean, again, like to Sonny's point, it, it was surprising to me how early this all ended. Um, but I guess this is what happens when the whole main card is is over by TKOs and KOs and whatnot. So um, no decisions whatsoever. So um, it was really cool. I, I like the Shevchenko fight. Um, I, I kind of had a feel. I, I was hoping Andrade would, would, you know, do a little bit more. But man, Shevchenko came out pretty strong strategy wise, you know, really figured out the takedown. And uh, yeah, just took out Andrade, you know, until the ref called it. And I thought it was insane to see that um and then seeing her be giddy afterwards i always trip out when the women do that because they're so <laughs> badass like you know that it's like yeah. oh it's so funny when you're like oh damn you forget like she's a woman like she's gotta be feminine at the same time like it's it's insane because she could yeah. beat you up you know so yeah hey don't get canceled here donald d <laughs> <laughs> don't get canceled here it, 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 it could be nothing. any dude who does that too and it's okay like <laughs> no it's one of the it's very i oh, i'm gonna get canceled with you here d <laughs> it's really funny when you see these women because you see them as killers when they're in combat yeah. right and then when you see them in post fights like just be who they are yeah. which which are women yeah. and then do their dances and and just like be feminine as Donald's saying it's very true it's like oh damn that's right this woman can kill me yeah. and like I, I, I don't know if I should dance right after turned off at the same do. time okay yeah. <laughs> tune in next week and on the I'm West Box Store hosted by Sunny featuring Sunny and Sunny <laughs> Alex over here no filter just <laughs> this is what happens oh, when man. you've been awake for over uh, uh, 20 hours and this is what happens when you read too many Trevor Bauer tweets. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I was reading too many Trevor Bauer tweets, I'd be disingenuous and lying the whole time. Yeah. Trying to fake the funk. <laughs> I was going to say the analogy might be like when Mike Tyson, you know, was a killer, would knock everybody out and then get on the mic and be like, yo, I told you I was going to knock you out. You like, yo, and welcome to being canceled with us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you didn't expect it. You know, when you see this killer, you're right. like, wow, like that's crazy. Uh, so I kind of get where you guys are coming from. <laughs> but, but I love you ain't co-signing with us. You ain't going to join us in the cancel culture. What y'all saying. <laughs> exactly. The fact that Shevchenko dominated that fight, Andrade, in... What felt like the only area that Andrade was had an upper, you know, upper leg on in the in the ground and pound department, <laughs> she had no chance. No. She couldn't even lift her leg. Yeah, dude, like that was insane. So, yeah, I don't see anybody. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see who's up next for her. Like, I didn't catch the Rogan presser, uh, the interview on this one, but who did Valentina call out anybody nope. or did they set up like who she might she fight She said, next? actually, it's the, the, the Rogan post-interview was kind of cringeworthy because yeah. Rogan over here trying to, to, to speak some swag for her and being like, come get some, come get some. She's like, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? He's like, come oh, get some. I did. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like oh, I love that she's making Rogan fucking out yeah. here, leaving him out there. Yeah, like a good punchline right there. So and was like, no. <laughs> oh man, that's that's hilarious. But yeah, I, I uh, to your guys' point, I expected more from Jessica Andrade also with that power she's got. Yeah. Like I expected yeah. her to maybe catch Valentina, but something. But Valentina is just too skilled, man. Yeah. Every, she had. And I think I did catch that in the pros in the post fight presser. Stop looking for weaknesses on me. I have none. I have none. Like, exactly. dude, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. She's right, but she's right. Yeah. So the only thing you can do is run back an Amanda fight, right? Yeah. I mean, but at that point, it's like Amanda's figured Valentina out. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like it needs a trilogy, but it also, I mean, who else is there out there for these two women? They're just. Head and They're just above chasing everybody. each other, but but it's clearly a one and then a two in my yeah. opinion. There, it's the Dodgers Padres. It's a one and two. Oh, you're right. What? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I mean, one's got the one. one's got the chip and one's got you know one's trying you. to be a little brother here. <laughs> I was thinking more Yankees Dodgers. One is clearly like oh, wow. dominating the sport. The other one. Likes to think they are. Hey man, but, they're not going to let know, you in Seiko Field anymore. You talk, miles. talk about I the Yankees. The, so I hate the Yanks, but I put respect, and I'm a baseball historian, so <laughs> I know true. who owes their dues. <laughs> that is true. What was next after this fight, Dubai? So the next one was uh, the women's straw weight uh, between uh, uh, is it Whaley Zhang, Whaley Zhang, Whaley Zhang, and uh, Rose Namajuna, aka Thug Rose. Thug Rose. So, Thug Rose Namajumas. Yeah. So this one, this one was amazing to watch too. Um, yeah. That I mean, no one saw that kick coming. <laughs> like it was one of those when it happened, you know. Uh, Sonny's claiming he called this. You called. I I I didn't call the fashion in which it happened, but my if you go and look at my Venmo history, <laughs> I cashed in on one fight all night, and it was this fight, dude. Nice. So I was, um, but although I was torn though, uh, because. I don't know, man. Maybe the fact that it was in Jacksonville. Like I said, I try not to get political about it, but like, we go. the fact hey, that it was in Jacksonville and then they started booing Wang and I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. I'm almost now rooting. I was this close if my money hadn't been on Doug Rose oh, already gosh. at this point. I was this close to like just swapping on that on a dime and be like, you know what? I hope I hope she knocks her out now, well, you know, just to know, shut all these folks up. Like, I don't know if you caught any of the media going up to this fight, but Thug Rose was saying like, oh, I can't like Wei Li Zhang because she's from China and China's communist. Like I've looked I, into I, this. So I read that after the fact. I hadn't known until until Thug Rose kind of half apologized for right. her post fights. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what is it? Did she, did she get canceled? Because I was like, what's going on <laughs> yeah. here? What is she speaking about? And Join I the went club. and read it. Yeah, I went and read it. And and I'm kind of glad that I didn't know this because I don't think I could have put my money on her knowing that she had said those things. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things where ignorance is bliss in my case. Absolutely. Um, hey, that's where I live. I, yeah. <laughs> but when I found out after the fact, I was like, oh, that's foul. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope they run it back, to be honest. Um, they they kind of have to, right? Yeah. Was it a stoppage that was made too soon, Deba? No. What do you think? No, dude. I thought that, that I mean, again, I wasn't expecting that kick to come in like that quick. Um, it's funny because I know I saw the Rogan, uh, <laughs> the Rogan gif that's like a meme now. But like, it yeah. was insane because yeah. it was like, yo, did that just happen? Like, she's really like out. And then, um, yeah, the ref called it, obviously, because Doug Rose was already on top of her, man. Like. She was willing to keep wailing until, you know, she passed out. And so, I mean, it just felt like it was, yeah. Pun intended? Yeah. Whaley Zen. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but 
yeah, I, I feel like she was still she was still coherent, man. She could still go. You think so? I don't know. No, I slide. felt like she literally got up and walked in the wrong direction right as she was trying to like. <laughs> that was part find. of her plan. Oh, that's right. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Nate Diaz approach. That, dr- that drunken, drunken yeah. uh, ninja type strategy. Yeah. And <laughs> now you're canceled with us. Welcome. Sorry. No, that's an actual strategy. I know, I know, what are you talking about? Okay. Hey, I'm Do just trying to research. get you canceled with us, Do bro. Some research. <laughs> I'm just reaching now at this point. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, I, I they definitely I agree. Run it back, right? Is that what you guys say yeah. too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be that'd, yeah, it'd be good to see another another rematch for this one. And then main event time, Dbot. Yeah, main event, man. Um, I wish I had said prior to it starting that uh, if I had money on this, I would have had it on Usman because I really felt like he was gonna he was gonna do it again. Um, and yeah, but uh, Kamaru Usman against uh. Jorge Masvidal for the welterweight in which uh, Usman won by knockout in the second round. Um, that was a clean punch, man. That looked like straight out of a video game. Like, I feel like that was a UFC 4 video game or something. How perfect that thing looked because, uh, I don't know, it was insane. Um, but yeah, I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on it. I did hear what Masvidal said after the fight too, so. Sonny, what did you think? Uh, my heart initially going in, you know, I was trying to back game bread. And I wanted Jorge Masvidal to do the damn thing. The whole time, though, I did not bet on him because I couldn't. My my brain told me, nah, I don't, I, I, I want to see it, but I, I can't see it. You know, uh, Usman's just, especially because that last fight against Gilbert was what was fresh in my mind. Umar, uh, Kamaru Gilbert Usman's Burns, fight yeah. against yeah. Gilbert Burns. Where he just like convinced me like, oh, yeah, he's got he's multifaceted. It's not just, you know, the boring, you know, ground and pound or, or, or you know, dominate your opponent in a, in a boring way type of way. Like, no, this dude can can throw them bows. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was just fresh in my mind. And I was like, man, is Masvidal ready for it? Because yeah. just. Usman looks like he's on a whole other level now, yeah, man. He does. And to me, it felt like it was the end, official end of an era with him knocking out Masvidal the way he did. Because you saw Masvidal start to get cocky, you know, trying to take, you know, it's all psychological warfare yeah. at that point. Yeah. But him taking that first hit and then just smiling and yeah. keeping his arms down and being like, come on, yeah, man. You know? that's and true. And then he was like, all right. Yeah, he got <laughs> a little arrogant there. And he knocked him out. And the fact that at least the commentators were saying that Masvidal didn't even know what just happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was like, oh yeah, that's career ending right yeah. there. Like that's, there's no bouncing back no, from this. Like man. even if you beat the top dog to the top dog to get to this chance again, like yeah. he's just going to do it again to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's almost like, I don't, I don't know where Masvidal goes from here. Does he give Nate the, it the feels like back that's, for the BMF? That's what I'm just hearing. Put that to bed? A lot on the online. The Nate, Nate Diaz did that. That that would have to be the next move. Although if Nate Diaz messes around and beats Edwards coming up, then I feel like Nate Diaz being like, "Nah, I'll, I'll meet you later," because <laughs> I'm actually still in contention here, you know, as a top yeah. five. Uh, so, somehow, you know, sneaks in that way. So we'll see, we'll see. But Usman is going to be obviously now. They're saying, and Alex, we'll get your thoughts on this, but th- they're going to run it back with Kobe. Yeah, and. We'll see what happens there. But what what did you think? All right. So so this fight, I I, I was swayed early on by the great GSP, uh, <laughs> George St. Pierre, who said about this fight, 
Kamara Usman doesn't do anything great, but he does everything good. And like that kind of felt like a backhanded compliment. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's, you're not really going for Usman. But then he, when he said, well, what about, they asked about Masvidal, but Masvidal's got that one punch power. I'm like, but that's all he's got. So that's... That's yeah. all he's got? Like, no, in the you're putting some dis disrespect. I'm putting some disrespect on Gamebred because, like, okay, this is GSP saying this, right? That's At first, I thought he disrespected Usman, but then he really disrespected Masvidal. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, dude, like, I think he's got more than that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm swayed toward Usman here on this fight, but my heart's for Gamebred because he's just... He's got swagger. He's got up. He's a cocky fighter, but I've seen him lose a lot too. So I'm like, ah, who knows? It had it been a minute either. though. It had been a minute since we seen mm -hmm. him go down. He's been uh, since he had the short hair. So since before he became Street Jesus again, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Before he became reborn. Yeah. So I wasn't. I was still rooting for uh, Game Bread, but I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if Usman won. And man, he just caught him. And it's and to your point about him laughing that off it's kind of like the way a fighter kind of shakes their head no when they got tagged by something like it, it ain't no it's yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. you don't even know what you're saying right now because you got tagged so hard yeah so, i thought i saw the, the the ending right there of of more i, I texted my homies i was like dude i, I think i just saw motor combat fatality <laughs> like Talent. i think i just saw somebody say finish him and then boom, boom. dude that was clean man like that was insane. I can't. I kept watching the replay of that. I was, like, you know, on the West Box Score um, Instagram. I was like searching through which one had because I think it's stupid that like ESPN does this whole like we're not gonna show you the actual thing that happened. Like they didn't show the Thug Rose kick or Usman's punch. They do that. They show the after part when they're already on the floor. The, the aftermath. And yeah. it's kind of like I get it. Like you guys don't want like all this like you know because you want to make your pay per view. But it's like dude, it's stupid. At this point, the internet's gonna leak anything anyway. So just put it out. You know. So yeah. I had to search for it, but it just felt ins insane seeing how many like videos there were of, of that punch going through. And some of them had like the video game sound where like it's like it flashes like when the end of a Street Fighter <laughs> when when you're when you when you do the KO. And I'm like, damn, guys are already yeah. editing it like so quickly. It's only been like half an hour since it happened, but yeah. it's insane, man. And I did see uh, Ma uh, Masvidal's uh, presser where he said, "Oh man, like I was expecting toast stomp pitch, you know, um, and <laughs> and it didn't happen. I didn't realize he was gonna actually do some some punching and actually jab. So, yeah, he said he, his strategy was not built for that. So, yeah, Tom talked too much shit, got hit in the mouth, man. That's crazy. And I love the way he got he got knocked it down to a weight class. All that water weight that came off of him in that punch too. <laughs> it was like, damn, dude. Dude, he he he. He fell like a victim in an old like John Claude Van Damme movie where the dude just like sells it by like snapping his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Bloodsport or anything and you know exactly what I'm talking about. He looks exactly like he belonged to that movie. <laughs> All right. So so what's next for Masvidal? We were talking about too. So I would love to see him run against Nick Diaz now. That's who, that's who I want to see. Who was in attendance? Was, yes. Who was in attendance? Who is back in fight shape? I mean, never really completely left fight shape, but, uh, you know, a little oh, bit. Oh, he left fight shape, dude. He, I seen him in the left. club. I, I was in the club with him in Vegas once, you know, not partying with him, but partying with him, if y'all know what I mean. <laughs> All right, take it easy. Once again, try not to get canceled over here. Jeez. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he looks good. He looks like he's ready to fight. And Dana, let's see if he's going to pony up the dough for him to fight Masvidal. That would be a good fight, right? Put that BMF title on the line there against the brother, which I wouldn't, I, didn't I see on Twitter them talking back and forth? 
about him. Uh, I'm gonna defend my little brother at some point. Yeah, there. So <clears throat> initially, when when Nate Diaz lost that fight against Masvidal, it was Nick Diaz who came out and said, "Like, give me." <laughs> yes, that's right. And that's where kind of the talk was at that time. But but Nick Diaz has been trying to come back or supposed to come back for the last four years now. Um, I feel like this fight game kind of has passed him by already. Don't get me wrong. He's still a tough son of a bitch. And yeah. I'd love to see it and I'd pay for it. But yeah. I, I I can't expect, you know, him to do any damage to Masvidal unless he gets lucky or something like that, you know. Uh, but I love the Diaz. I'm here for the Diaz brothers. So anytime <laughs> they want to fight, like I'm always rooting for them. They give zero fucks. Those those are my guys. I ride with them. So who gets a title shot now against Usman? Well, it's Kobe. Kobe again? I mean, yeah. again? Yeah. O- only because Kobe kind of took him the distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I guess that makes the most sense right now. Until we see what else plays out again, Leon Edwards. What if Leon Edwards just dominates Nate Diaz and then takes on? I don't know who Dana would set up at that point, but maybe there's a Leon Edwards, you know, in in the waiting type fight to be had. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But as you were talking about, it was like a video game punch. There, it was a fatality sent into. Mortal Kombat style sense. The Mortal Kombat movie came out this past weekend as well. So I had to check it out on HBO Max. Did you check it out, D-Bot? Yeah, I did. I watched it the morning it came out. <laughs> nice. What did you think of this movie? I thought it was okay. Um, <laughs> I, you know, again, I think it's funny that like it, it almost feels like it was a manifestation of the conversation I had with Sonny when we were talking about like what to expect when this movie came out, when the trailer had just dropped. And uh, yeah, for me, it was exactly kind of like what I was expecting, but uh, it's better than Annihilation. So um, I, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I mean, review. that should be the poster sign for this movie. It's better than Annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what more could we ask for, really? Um, but yeah, I mean, the fighting was insane. I like the fighting. I like the choreography of that um, story was the only part that I was kind of like, uh, all right, I guess this is the story we're running with. It feels like it's all a setup for, for sequel. So I guess. Even though it it didn't leave me like hyped for a sequel, um, I'm I'm still gonna watch and look forward to a sequel. <laughs> it's like they got oh, me wow. like the Fast and the Furious has me right now, you know. Where it's like I know they're getting more ridiculous, but I get super <laughs> excited when the when they the, they make more. So. <laughs> oh man, maybe like I said, maybe it was the whiskey I had in my system as I was watching this movie because I I made a whole thing of it. I did all my work that day. It's Friday night, movie night. Did yard work. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna reward myself. See this new Mortal Com- Mortal Kombat movie I've been looking forward to. Pour a nice glass of whiskey, two 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 ice cubes in there, and boom! I'm watching my my Mortal Kombat from beginning to end. I was into it, man. I was enjoying it. There was there was crazy fights, dude. There's this freaking uh, this freaking guy freezes a, a wife and kid. Like you better go get your revenge, goddammit! You kill you you killing burning the ashes right here. Like ah, oh, you come back from the depths of hell and get hey, your spo- revenge. Wait, real quick, spoiler alert. 
to anybody and, at this point who hasn't watched the movie yet. If you haven't seen Mortal Kombat, <laughs> if you haven't seen the Mortal Kombat movie, that's on you. You're missing a freaking fun movie. <laughs> it, I enjoyed it. It was not, yeah. and it was perfect. Full ninety minutes of boom action and storyline was like you said, but it's a generic storyline. Yes, it's the Mortal Kombat video games. We know them. We know it. It, it lived up to what I was expecting, yeah. and I got what I wanted. I wanted some sick fatalities. I wanted some some interesting characters. So I thought the music too was pretty decent throughout too. I'm like, I'm 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 here for this. I'm loving this whole thing. Give me more. And then the, I am halfway through it. And I'm like, are they uh are they ever gonna get to this tournament that they're on their way to? And then I realized, oh no, this is just the the villain trying to spoil the 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 heroes before they get to the tournament. So this is what this whole first movie is gonna be. And that's when I realized, oh yeah. They're totally setting up a franchise of Mortal Kombat. There's going to be 11 of them, just like the video games, and I'm going to sit through all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, man. I was, uh, unlike you, D-Bot, I was ready for that next one. <laughs> no, I will Give say, if you are a fan of Mortal Kombat, you should watch it. Because it's a good, it's, you know, it's Mortal Kombat. Like, you should want to see, yeah. you know, the stuff that you play when you watch the video game. So, yeah, if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, you should watch them. I'm not saying don't watch it, you know, but yeah. <laughs> Because it sounded like you said don't watch. No, I said if you're going to watch it, watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> watch it for free. Don't go to the movie theaters. Don't risk it. It's not login, worth risking the run HBO for. Max and then watch it. <laughs> Sonny, what did you think of Mortal Kombat? I would say if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat or you grew up Which with Which all it, three of us are, right? Yeah, all three if you're of us a fan are. of Mortal Kombat, you probably should watch this because there are elements in the movie that you will appreciate. Uh-huh. If you're not a fan, don't fucking waste your time. Exactly. Okay, yeah. And and if you are a fan going in thinking it's going to be a good movie, you're going to be disappointed because this yes. movie sucked. So it had it Okay, had, that's a bit harsh. That's no, a bit harsh. It sucked, dude. Like, that's it a had, bit harsh. Listen, no? you can't the whole premise of Mortal Kombat is you got to have a fucking tournament and there was oh, no tournament and they talk about it the entire time <laughs> and they're leading up to it and they set up these rules. Don't even get me started. They set up these rules on on like, you know, Ray, Lord Raiden is telling us what can't be done and then he just turns around and says, you know what, fuck it. Let's play by their rules and let's not let's have, go to the tournament. Exactly. Go to the tournament route, blah, blah, blah. And then I was waiting for the main protagonist, Cole, who came off as like you know like oh like a weak fuck boy you know <laughs> fucking, I was I, you know I'm waiting for his superpower like he might as well have thrown on a Dodger jersey at that point that's how swaggerless he was at this point like it was just like dude come on like what they I'll tell you what they did right Sub Zero they did right that dude was badass the way they 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 displayed all his abilities mm-hmm. um from the video game and within the story were amazing his his story arc with scorpion amazing like you said alex the setup of that movie fantastic right like okay i'm in you got right. me right I needed more Scorpion to come back like a lot sooner. Oh, I get man. the payoff at the end, and and yes, it was there. I expect I seen it coming. You know, I, yeah. I remember watching the movie with my wife, who's never watched Mortal Kombat or pl- she's played the game before, like every now and then because I've made her, um, <laughs> but she doesn't know like the lore or anything like right. that, right? And and I was just like, she was like, oh yeah, Cole, like Cole's gonna get this guy. I was like, nah, he needs his great 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 granddaddy to come and save his ass because this fool ain't worthy. I would have been pissed. Had they made it so that this dude, Cole, would have easily taken care of Sub-Zero. It's like, okay, now you're just shitting on your own movie. 
So they did get some <laughs> things, some things right, but they got a lot. Like a, there was a lot to be left like desired. I I I did not care for this movie. I, after I thought design. it was very nostalgic where they hit the, the the cheesy lines right, like the flawless victory. <laughs> if and, I want that shit, I'll go back and watch the 1995 version. I mean, like, but, it, that was, but it wasn't that was, overly cheesy though. I think it, I thought it was done kind of kind of cool. I thought it was done modern. It wasn't like 95 ish. It didn't reek of 95 or 97 Annihilation. It was 2021 Mortal Kombat. And it, it just well shit. It better not reek like ninety five in twenty twenty one. I mean, ninety five in ninety five was a pretty big deal, you know. Like as to how they pulled it off, you know, with 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 Goro. Like Goro was okay in this in this version. I almost preferred the one from nineteen ninety five. As ridiculous <laughs> as that one looked, you know, he I was mean? more like, badass in ninety five. Yeah, yeah. So so Kobe. <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. setup was was kind of they lost me, you know. 10 minutes in Kano was dope I will yes. say that Kano just kind of kept it mildly entertaining just because I could appreciate his shit talk yeah. um, you know but other than that like nah this didn't do it for me I was disappointed again I told Donald in our initial conversation I wasn't it, it wasn't going to take much to satisfy me <laughs> and yet they still managed wow. to miss the mark by just not even having a stupid tournament it's so stupid <laughs> Like, I don't understand. It's going to be in the next one. Anyways. But then they wouldn't have a franchise, though. They got to have Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 and 4 and and so on, man. Let's Explain to me what happens if you try to build a house on a shitty foundation. <laughs> okay. So you're not going to go there for part two. Yeah, it's going to collapse. There's exactly. not going to be... If you don't have a good part one, you're not going to have a part two yeah, even. I'm not saying it has to be the best. Think about Batman. Why was The Dark Knight Rises so fucking great? Because Batman Begins set up that trilogy perfectly. It wasn't the best. And we don't refer to it as the best of that trilogy. But it was essential in the way it set up the entire story to where we were invested in these characters. And it set up somebody like the Joker to be like, oh, shit. Like, that's a formidable opponent now, you know, for Batman. Take a lesson from that if you're going to go like the the comic book or geek route or you know video game mm-hmm. route. Mm-hmm. Use that as like your your foundation, you know. But don't just fan service us and then be like, but don't worry, more is coming, guys. It's like, <laughs> oh, you mean more crap sprinkled with like some tasty stuff? Uh, all right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, will you see part two? Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> I, I I will I will I will see it. <sighs> I will see it, but again, not not paying for it. I mean, if it's part of my subscription, if it's like Donald (laughs) said, if it's part of my subscription and it's on and I have nothing to do on that Friday night and we're still in a pandemic halfway or whatever it may be. Even if it's not, I might be like, all right, let me me pop this in. I don't know if I'd be like, oh, it came out tonight. Let me watch it right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like freaking D-Bot Friday morning. I watched it in the morning because I was like, oh, finally. Yeah. And especially because HBO made it at midnight Pacific. Usually they come out at 9 p.m. our time because it's e- supposed mm. to be Eastern. That's how I saw Coming to America that same night. But this mm. one was like, oh, it's like 10 and I'm still like, it's still not listed. But then um, they listed it like on Twitter. They said, oh, uh, midnight Pacific time, which sucks for the East Coast people because I saw on Twitter people say, man, I can't believe they're making me wait till three in the morning. And <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, for about, it's for once, they got to wait till we get that shit. But yeah, I mean, I ain't mad at, I ain't mad at D-Bot or anybody who was excited to watch this, like, for the first time. Right. Trust me, I, I if I had been able to stay up that night, I would have probably watched it then. Um, I'm just saying moving forward now, I don't have that same 
level of excitement or curiosity yeah. to be like, oh, I can't wait to now see what's next. You know, it's like, eh, all right, I'll follow along with you. But we ran a poll about this uh, Mortal Kombat <laughs> film on Twitter. And we and got that oh, West Box oh, score. The, the moment of truth. Yeah. Drum roll. At what West is our, Box at score. West what, Box what is, what is score our fan base here? So um, we got 32 votes. Which is funny, like when you use the Mortal Kombat hashtag, it's like the first time you're like, oh man, it's not just us three like voting on it. It's like literally people jumped on it. <laughs> I mean, it's not just our 32 listeners that were listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I put uh, loved it, 10 out of 10. It was okay, 5 out of 10. And it was trash, 0 out of 10 as the options. And 32 votes came in. Final result, the winner was it was okay, 5 out of 10 with 47%. Loved it, 10 out of 10 with 41%. And it was trash with 12%. People. Damn, Alex, it let you vote 10 times? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, I feel like a more fair one would have been if you, like, for me, it wasn't a, it wasn't trash. I can't call it trash, but it was 3 out of 10 for me. So that was the the, the third option, right? Yeah, you it was trash. And the only reason why I said it was trash, because, like, literally, like, um, I typed in mortal, and then people on the auto, auto, on the auto response, on the autofill, it was Mortal Kombat trash. It was, like, the first result. Ooh. So I click Ooh. it, and yeah, there's like a lot of people saying it was trash. But again, I'm assuming these are people that are really into it, and they were really expecting it, and they were just they're just super harsh about it. These or, are incels. Or <laughs> I wonder how it I wonder how it played for a generation that didn't grow up with like the first version of the movie at all, or the first iteration of the game, and they kind of were introduced to Mortal Kombat late, like you know, post 2000. Five or two thousand six. Yeah, I wonder how. Like, if you were to poll isolated groups of people, that'd be cool. If if there's any like data behind that, separate them by demos. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Alex represents the boomers. You know, Donald and I, we got That's the right. millennials. <laughs> uh, and you are the eldest of all the millennials. We all know uh -huh, this. <laughs> uh -huh, that's right. The wisest. Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> but I don't know. I gotta say, once again, I was influenced enhanced for my experience there so i thoroughly enjoyed it 90 minutes of trash movie yes like just you know what you're gonna get right like it's gonna be action it's gonna be violence and that's what i was there for i expected some violence from gamebred didn't get that got it from the nigerian nightmare so my violence quenched was third my my violence thirst was quenched this past weekend so i mean i hope yours was too on listening to this episode of west box score one last note, baby. Tune in this Thursday to the NFL draft because Jesus, am I sweating with what the fucking what the Niners are gonna do with that third yeah. pick? Last I read, they're in, they're they're interested in five quarterbacks. Yeah. Um yeah, so we'll see. What do you guys let me ask you guys as as imagine that the Rams or let's say the Chargers didn't have Herbert already. If you had to say who you thought your team had to pick as a quarterback with the number three pick, knowing that, you know, the top two are going to be taken off the board already with Jacksonville and the Jets. Who do you think is that guy at number three? Donald? Um, is Justin Fields in this top two? He he is. No, no, no. Zach Wilson is rated, is, is projected to go number two. Uh, Lawrence. Oh, that's is, right. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence is, is projected one. Yeah, to be right. the top overall pick. So. That leaves Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and a couple others. I feel like Justin Fields makes the most obvious sense, but yet I know that that's not... I heard the reports about it that not being the case for the Niners. Like, they're really evaluating the five that they chose. And I heard that the Patriots are might be looking to move up and, and snag Justin Fields. But again, we don't know yet, but I know that for the Niners, it's... 
I, I feel for you guys because it's like I'm sure as fans you guys already had it all locked in and then you see your GM and your coach try to do some sort of you know um, you know musical chairs and I, I don't know I don't know what to make of that I really don't and I think it sucks for Jimmy G too because it basically is making it look like I don't know he's going to be competing for this uh, for some guys that aren't really as hyped as they see but again I'm sure they want to do the scouting thing and they want to be like oh no we're you know we have our own system we don't follow what the media says so I mean, can't relate. We got Matt Stafford. So <laughs> if I were your Niners, I'd trade for uh, your boy uh, out, of te- out of the Texans there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That ship is a long sail. We ain't, we ain't messing with that business. That's like messing with the two of you on this podcast now. Y'all been canceled. I, you know, I'm guilty by association already. See what happens? And then it's just got your culture from Alex trying to like catch me on any little thing that I say after this. So. I'm I'm screwed either way. Hey, we're good, man. Parlor's back on the app store. We can we can all go there and do our podcast. We're all good. But thank you for downloading listening this week to West Box Score. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at West Box Score. Be sure to check out Sonny's podcast, The Fox Crate Podcast, wherever you get your podcast downloaded. He's also on Instagram at The Fox Crate. Be sure to join our Discord that we're going to put in the show notes here. And also, coffee drinkers out there. You got to go get some, what is that, Sailor Brews coffee, Donald? Yes, sir. Get some Sailor Brews, man. It's really good. It's smooth. It, you know, it hits you really well. It wakes you up, gets you going. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, great stuff. If you guys follow Sailor's Brew Coffee, uh, the the founder, he has some great poetry on there. Um, and I like how oh, nice. he ends the poetry with safe sales. Like, I'm like, damn, dude, that's that's some good branding right there. And, uh, yeah. you know, when they hit us up about being an affiliate, I was like, yeah, let's do it, man. I mean, you guys... All right, you guys good, got good coffee, and you guys got good branding, and that's what we're all about here, too. We want to have a good show, a good quality show that it's enjoyable. So, yeah, go ahead. Check out some Sailor's Brew Coffee based in Pasadena, California. We will have the our link. You get 10% off your first order. Nice. Sailor Brew's Coffee. D-Bot says it hits. It's the only thing that's legal that hits like Sailor Brew Coffee. <laughs> you heard from D-Bot there. All right, D-Bot, we're canceled. We're going to start our own know, show right? somewhere else there. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> that's it for us this week. See ya. Peace. Later.